0: Hello, Dater's Gonna Date fans and pals. We are back after sleeping out last week and forgetting to record an episode. We are top quality, but we're back.
1: <laughs> we're back, we're back. Our holiday, we had a little trip away and then the bank holiday really messed our minds. Uh, so sorry about that, lads. <laughs> Look, we're not professional podcasters. We cannot be on top of this all of the time. So, uh, you know, it slipped, slipped the old noggin for <laughs> once.
0: Yeah, we remembered on Tuesday night and we we're like, nah, just no, no, us yeah. guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, I hope everyone had a lovely bank holiday. Things are finally kind of relaxing a bit, which is absolutely amazing. Um, I had my first um, outdoor date uh, with Tom that wasn't walking. So miracles everywhere. <laughs>
0: And you had indoor dating because you were away on your dirty weekend, Your dirty yes.
1: days. <laughs> dirty midweek. So it was amazing. It was so nice. Um, you know, it like, it's been like five months of like nothing but walks or sitting in my house using takeaways, So I'm watching movies. So it was really nice to just do something else and spend some time together and just have, uh, yeah, be able to we sat in the restaurant and the, the pub and the hotel and had a pint. Nice. And it was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. None of this outdoor (laughs) uh, bullshit. But I suppose the weather's been pretty good. Uh, So, you know, for now anyway, the outdoor drinking and dining's not too bad. So hopefully the weather stays good, fingers crossed.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it obviously makes a massive difference that the sun has been out and it's been really warm. And like going to places like everything, once the pubs reopened, all the chaos that was happening around St. William Street and shit like that just ended. And people just like... People like even walking down to St. William Street or the canals right, like that, it's not the chaotic scenes it was before with gangs and gangs of people because the people are actually going to pubs and restaurants and stuff. So, and it's great to see, yeah. obviously we've been, I haven't really been in town. We were in town on Saturday. We went to Panty yeah. and um, it was it was busy there. But to see like, as we walked down Capel Street, all the different bars and stuff like that, see all the different pubs like the Boar's Head and um, like uh, Penny Lane and all them different places were just such great crowds and everyone was in great form. So it was really good. Yeah. It was really cool.
1: Yeah. And all the restaurants opened along there and everything. And it was deadly and it was great buzz. And I don't know, did you feel the same way Nicola, but like, I didn't mind when the night ended. I was like, yeah, that's grand. I'm fine with going home. You know, the usual time you'd be out like where are we go next? Like what pub? Like bah, bah. I just really enjoyed the the kind of evening and like the early to bed I mean, I say early to bed, I still had a bang on headache because I had how many vodkas, I don't know. (laughs) You
0: were mad for the vodkas. I was like, I haven't drank vodka in so long. So like when you were drinking those, like the pre-mixed cans, right, whatever, it don't seem to me. But then when you're getting vodka and panty, I was like, oh girl.
1: (laughs) I know, I know. I was like, I was feeling the the getting into the shenanigans of it all. But um, I know, it was great crack, really, really good crack. And I was really enjoying it, so.
0: Yeah, like I was delighted to be home before 12. So like your hangover, because I wake up at seven o'clock in the morning, no matter what time I get home. So like to be awake at seven and be like, right, I'm not dying because I was home. I got a good seven hour sleep then. So, you know, you're like your, your hangover is well gone or whatever. So it was great being in before midnight. Just, like, I don't know how I'm going to go back to like when it's got, when we have no time limit and like <laughs> you can stay till half 12 or one o'clock. I'd be like, wait, what? Yeah, I, I, I reckon I'll be absolutely wrecked.
1: Like, I was floored um, on the Sunday. Like, I'm so tired. As I said, I was drinking vodka. So, yeah, I had I'd a bit of a hangover now, I won't lie, but... Um,
0: you were drink drinking yeah, that? Yeah, well...
1: <laughs> I do, you know what I mean? It, it's like, it was the cure to get me <laughs> over. And then, of course, I didn't sleep a wink last night because I had the Sunday fear of God, you know what I mean? Which I have every Sunday, regardless of whether I drink or not, but... um. Jesus Christ, I'm fucking dacker today. Uh, but, you know, I suppose with everything opening up and we were kind of, we threw it out to the listeners and people on Instagram what they wanted to hear about. And, you know, I suppose a lot of worries and concerns are coming up about like, you know, post-COVID life, you know, fingers crossed we keep going, you know, the way we were going um, and that everything else, indoor dining and all will hopefully follow in the next while. Um, I suppose getting back out there in a post-COVID world You know, people are a bit worried, a bit concerned about a couple of different things.
0: Yeah, one thing that did come up is like people are feeling less confident in themselves. And maybe as we mentioned a couple of times, like uh, a lot of people did message us saying like, oh, gained a few extra curls or whatever, because obviously working from your bedroom. You know, that press is so close. There's currently the most giant bar of dairy milk sitting beside me and I'm just like picking at it. So, you know, like if I was in my office, I wouldn't (laughs) be doing that. So, um, but yeah, like that was the thing that people are coming up, are talking about quite a lot. And, you know, the gyms are only open a week at this stage, like so... Yeah, That was like one kind of aspect. And then a lot of people are just kind of anxi- anxiety about like dating again and putting yourself out there and that kind of stuff. And I suppose like with Ro, she doesn't have to worry about this anymore. She's fucking, she's swaned off to the other side.
1: <laughs> oh, well, it uh, doesn't mean I wasn't uh, highly concerned about it. Um, you know, when I when I kind of met Tom or when I was meeting people uh, kind of, you know, p- well, particularly at the start of this year, um, and just obviously, look, look, you know, we might just say like a trigger warning for anybody who might be listening who might be dealing with, um, you know, any kind of mental health issues in regards to eating disorders, etc. Maybe best to maybe gloss over this episode or or skip ahead ahead to another time or go back and listen to another one because we are going to be talking about weight, etc. And um, obviously, I know it's kind of can be a difficult topic for so many people. So, um, p- please feel free to 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 jump ahead. But I have massively struggled um with the weight and the idea of somebody seeing me uh what what I feel like isn't my best um you know is really difficult and I just found it really hard to do anything about it to be honest with you it was like yeah I felt bad but I was still eating still working out the way maybe I could have or should have um you know, and then the thought of like someone seeing me like in the nip, like, ugh, you know, mm-hmm. I, really, I really wasn't feeling that at all. So I could get right over that though, didn't you, hon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Especially <bet you>. uh, <laughs> some nude lighting. Um, but, you know, I can totally understand why people feel, you know, as you say, it's kind of a confidence issue. And um, listen, you can everybody can be happy at whatever size they are it's it's more just a contentment in yourself yeah, uh, yeah whatever weight that is
0: um that we all kind of feel differently at different uh weights you know that kind of way like I was talking about this to two of my friends last night and it's not even just weight it's like every single person has something about themselves that they're paranoid about they don't like or they wish they could change Whether it's weight, whether it's like, I remember before I got my braces done, I hated like my smile because I hated my teeth, stuff like that. And like other people might say to you, there's nothing wrong with you or there's nothing wrong with that or you know, you haven't put on any pants. But it, and again, it might like, it's not about a specific weight when we're talking about weight there. So we're not saying if you're on a certain size or you weigh something on the certain scales, it's not that it's more every single one of us has maybe um, a number that when it's added to what you normally are that you don't feel comfortable in your your own skin and like I know for me um I have like a figure that uh if I get to that weight I know I've gone way excessive and I reached it about four times in the pandemic and each time I was like crying (laughs) and then eating more dairy milk so you know I wasn't doing myself much favors and then the, the roller coaster of like As you said, the exercise and stuff, like in January and February, I was brilliant. I was doing like five workouts a day, still eating shit, but like probably eating better than I was. And like I did my fitness pal for a while and stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Now there single handedly hasn't been a day where I haven't had chocolate. I couldn't tell you the last day I didn't have chocolate. And I swear that is not even an exaggeration. This is going on months. I'm like, right. I, the obsession is actually like, I think I need hypnotherapy or something like that to get, to get rid of it. (laughs)
1: i think um for me the biggest thing is like the lack of routine so because i'm not going into the office and um i don't know how many of our listeners are sitting at home every day but if you are like me sitting at home every day uh similar to Nicola, you're kind of at home every day we're working mm-hmm. as well like it's really difficult to not continuously go to the kitchen and like make something or grab something like out of boredom and what was happening is like when I was then doing my shop or whatever I was like buying treats and sweets because I was like oh I want them during the week when I'm sitting at home and the thing is when I go into the office when I have my like normal COVID life like I bring you know everything in with me and like I try to eat as well as I can like Monday to Friday when I'm like in a post pre-COVID world that's kind of what I would do and I would go to the gym and stuff like that and like I, I'm not um you know like I said I, like everyone feels different in a certain weight I'm I'm certainly never haven't been skin, skinny I use air quotes there probably since I was 15 just before I hit puberty so like you know I'm not a I'm not some tiny thing but I you know was that a more comfortable thing and clothes fit me better now like everything is a struggle to get on i gone up a size and uh you know as I said I think it's just the fact that I'm 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 completely out of my normal routine uh and I really and I never thought I was a routine person I never thought Mm -hmm. I was like somebody that was like so you know like had to do this this day and this that day but like COVID has maybe really realized that I really rely on that kind of day-to-day routine to kind of keep me in check a little bit
0: yeah well like I work from home and a lot of the time I'm on my own except the exceptions of the dogs and like let's take take for last night for example one of my dogs was vomiting half the night so therefore I was up half the night so today I have I had a Bourneville bar this morning at half past nine because I was like I need sugar I was absolutely like my eyeballs had no liquid in them that's how tired I was I was like (laughs) staring at the dog wanting to be angry with her but also being like oh you poor papa. so basically I've eaten all day today and it's been so easy for me to do that because there's no Nobody here in the house with me So nobody, like if I was in my office And I was continuously having like portions and portions of food Somebody would say something or it would look at you And you'd be like oh this is so awkward whereas I'm at home no one knows how much food I've had today it's I tell you it's a lot um but no one will have a clue because no one has seen me and the I, like the, the fact that the fridge is so accessible to me like I walk eight steps and I'm at the fridge from my desk you know what I mean and that's yeah
1: it's too yeah. easy
0: you know what I mean and I like I need to get back into where I was in like January and February when I was doing really well with the workouts because then I was like oh even if I ate like eat something bad I was like, well, you're lucky you lucky did this. And I'm like I'm I'm quite good for walking, like I walk a lot. Um and now the problem is if I stop the walking, I'm just basically maintaining it because I walk the same amount of steps pretty much every day. Um but yeah. the funniest was there on Saturday when we were in Panty, I did like twenty thousand steps over the whole day because I'd done a hike that morning. <laughs> and then yesterday I did four thousand. <laughs> so <yeah>, swings <laughs> and rides It was
1: like uh we, we went away together and we were super active while we were away. And then the following week, I did feckle, and my my app on my phone was like, "You're walking an awful lot less than you were last <laughs> week." And I was like, "Yeah, no shit, man, no." Oh shit. my god, Fitbit I shame mean... is real. Like
0: my Fitbit <laughs> buzzes, and it's like, awesome. "You've done um, thirteen thousand steps less than normal." I'm like, "Okay, bitch, it's Monday." Yeah.
1: yeah, Um, I think one of the things that I have actually struggled with, uh, you know, that I have that has come with weight gain is uh I have like stretch marks which I never had before um and I feel like really like super conscious like of them um and you know you know showing someone that part a part of that I'm just not used to because I never had stretch marks like this before like it's it's amazing the things that like play in your head is if anybody would give a shit like about stretch mark like you know I've seen people say it before but I do think it's true I think a guy is just happy to be like with a naked woman yeah (laughs) you're not like oh my god she has a stretch mark (laughs) you know what I mean I I don't think that's their main focal concern but it's kind of mad how as women we kind of just focus on these you know specific things that like kind of drive us crazy
0: yeah, and also like a lot of lads haven't been. You know, we have obviously like like many of us. You know, a lot of us didn't meet anyone in the pandemic and didn't do any hooking up or anything like that. So they've been relying on Pornhub. So all the girls in that are big massive rides with no stretch marks. So. <laughs> Are they expecting us to look like that because hun it ain't happening like we all have but and this includes men men have put on weight too they're not in there they haven't been in the gym you know they like a lot of us don't have dumbbells at home or like an exercise machine do you know what i mean and even if you do you have the yeah. small cheap ones because who the hell can afford like a proper bench and the whole lot like or whatever so like the thing is that yeah. for anyone who is kind of feeling beating themselves up like the men that you're swiping with are also going through like they're going to be self-conscious as well because their pictures are probably pre-pandemic and like I've noticed I went went on Tinder there a few weeks ago and nearly every guy had a topless picture up and it seemed more so than usual and I don't know if lads are doing that now because like summer's summer's coming and they're like hoping I know they'll get more attention that way for me a six-pack doesn't attract me because I feel (laughs) feel like they take one look at me and be like Okay, no, because they're so ripped. I like that doesn't try. I'd give me a, a dad bod any day over a six pack.
1: Yeah, totally, totally. A, a body like that would completely intimidate me. It was interesting because some people wrote us into Instagram and we're kind of saying, like, you know, that they're struggling with choosing their photos for yeah. the ding apps because they do look different. Like, and it's not hugely different. Um, but they, they are looking a bit different, but their, their good photos are, you know, pre pandemic and, you know, everyone, I think everyone looks a little bit different and it is hard, you know, that to, to know that you're, you're not even that like your, bo- your body's changed. Your hair has changed your, other hand, you know, your style might have changed. You know, like there's so many things that people have gone through and has changed them as a person. Um, and I guess people don't know or don't know how to approach the apps anymore because like someone did write in saying like I kind of feel like a catfish, you know, but I don't think, you know, a stone or two stone is really that big of a deal to be to be honest with you. I I mean look, it's all kind of like how we feel in ourselves, obviously. But I certainly wouldn't, you know, be shaming anyone for putting on any of that kind of weight during what has been like
0: let's face it, a pretty shit year and a half. Well, the thing with that girl said about the catfish actually meant, more. like I, if I'm looking at guys' photos, so then all these guys are putting up these selfies, you know, topless selfies where they're traveling and I'm like, that clearly hasn't been taken in the last year and a half. I found in my profile, most of my pictures are from the pandemic. Like some of them I have no makeup on, you know some of them i do but i'm sitting in my garden having a beer because like what else was I doing but i just did it that way because i was like i don't want to be a catfish because a i haven't had my hair cut in nearly a year and that includes now i have not been to the hairdresser um, i've done two home dyes but i haven't had a cut so it's super long um you know i've put on a few pounds i don't want some lad like saying that i'm a catfish and because i think that would affect me really badly if i like i met a guy and he was like oh you don't look like your pictures like you're a bit of a catfish i'd be like fuck that would like totally send me off the deep end because i as much as i don't think i've changed that much you know we all have as you said everyone's different and stuff so i prefer if a guy put up and was like look um there's a photo at the end of me what i normally looked like pre-pandemic but here's me sliding around the couch much prefer the honesty much prefer that than here's 12 photos of me when i was traveling australia seven years ago (laughs) dude you don't look like that now yeah no
1: totally true and like when you see those kind of holiday-esque you know photos you know you're like yeah they're 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 old man they're they're not a recent one and I would say to people like uh if you feel confident enough like embrace it like Nicola was saying you know I'd put up a couple of you know kind of recent photos if you feel comfortable enough and if you don't feel comfortable enough like maybe you know, you take a little time out for dating, it's totally fine. I mean, I, you know, I asked today like how many people were, you know, kind of ready, you know, for dating again, or were on us. And it's like basically nearly a 50-50 split, like 47% are ready, 53% are still nervous. So like, you know, I think some people probably still are a little bit, you know, a bit nervous, bit scared um, of getting back on the dating apps. Um, You know, like somebody was saying there, like, I don't know what's going on with Tinder at the moment, but uh, all the guys just seem to be looking for the ride. We did say this before, that we didn't think guys would be looking for relationships coming out of this pandemic, that they'd be looking for just hit it and quit it.
0: Oh yeah. Like I got a message. um, I got a notification from Tinder a couple of weeks ago. Like I was in bed asleep. And when I woke up in the morning, it was like notification from Tinder. I was like, Jimmy, sent you a message. But I looked at the time and it was sent at like, quarter past three in the morning and when I clicked in it the message was gone so it say Jimmy woke up sobered up and deleted whatever his booty call text he had and he'd unmatched me I was like this is hilarious that the fact that we're not even in nightclubs or anything and lads are still doing that kind of messaging but I do like I totally agree with that person um I went to I was going through a phase where the men I was matching on day naps were all like you know basically looking for the ride now I'm just getting like no matches or if I'm getting matches nobody's writing to each other and I'm like now, I'm, I couldn't be... I, I told you the other day I deleted Bumble because I was like, you know what? Yeah. My headspace is not in it enough to keep putting myself out there and, like, getting no responses from people. Like, I don't mind sending a few starting conversations and stuff, but, like, if you're doing that, like, five times a day and no one's responding to you, like, it's just not worth it. So, at least with Tinder, it's equal footing. You both can message each other or whatever. And, uh, but, yeah. yeah, I just... I'm kind of with the people who, who are, like, not... I'm not really that anxious. I don't know if that's the right word. I just don't know if I care enough yet. Although like part of me is like, yeah. I haven't had the shift since December 2019. So sort of fucking life out. Like, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, Nicola's just picking
1: the next guy she sees on Tinder just for the shift. Nothing else, sir. Just kiss me and leave. That's all I need and want. Well, get over a- this whole...
0: This is what I said to my friends, though. I was like, am I going to just shift some fella to just get, you know, just to say it's done? Or because I have waited so long, do I have to wait for a big, massive ride face? Because, like, you've waited this long. What's an extra month? Do you know what I mean? So, like, that's what I find really funny. I'm like, am I waiting now for, you know, Mr. Ridey face, or am I just going to shift a munter just to say it's it's gone? I've, I've, I've ended the, the I don't long know. I know,
1: I know which is better. <laughs> get back on the horse and shift a munter that's what i say um uh, but i mean I like, many a
0: munter in my life so i think i think uh, i deserve a bit of a ride. face oh yeah
1: yeah yeah but it is it's definitely like bumble is definitely one for when you're feeling good when you're able for it and you're like able to kind of like quick and you're not as bothered with the no responses yeah. if you're not in the mindset of that it's it's, it's a it's a bad app to be on if you just want to swipey swipe swipe, I think Tinder is your man for the moment. Um, it is really frustrating though. Like it's there are some guys who like talk to you for ages, and you think they're like interested in more, and then it turns out they're not. You know what I mean? And they're just out for one thing as well. And I mean, I just as much as the upfront guys, I find are creeps. At least you know that that what they're after, and you can just delete them, block them, or whatever. It's the ones that are kind of kind of underhanded about it all that really bothers me like they're just complete fucking time wasters and that I find more annoying than you know some guy being really sleazy and being like hey blah blah because you can just you know ignore that or whatever it's the ones that kind of keep it on the hook mm-hmm. um you know what I mean and keep chatting and all as if they're interested in taking you out on the date and uh and then you know at some point it becomes obvious that it's not and it's like oh, I could have been doing anything else but wasting my fucking time talking to you. And I think that is so annoying. Um And I don't blame the girl who wrote in for being sick and tired of it, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. And I think that the good thing, like where you were laughing about this to me on Saturday night, you were like, Nickel, get on the apps. I was like, I couldn't be bothered. I'd rather meet someone, even though we're not really going like, to talk strangers. I'd rather meet somebody cross table and be like, let's maybe get a number. And WhatsApp and fucking. Well, let's go to McGowan's and use those telephones or whatever. Although we did say that you're banned from that routine that night out. (laughs) We can't have your successful. We can't have your successful love life rubbed in our face. I'm only joking.
1: (laughs) I will. I'm going to go around the tables and do vox pops, but from a distance. (laughs) Just throw a microphone in their face and be like, "Hey, can you ring my friend's table? Come on, I'm going to be the wing woman of all ages. That's what I'm going to do. So um you can't be excluding me from things that's not fair <laughs> oh,
0: yeah I'm not joking it wasn't me actually it was your roommate that suggested that just FYI um no so oh, I basically it. uh said <laughs> I'm up for kind of I want like random I want to talk to random lads um I want to be able to like we were out in the street drinking obviously we we're surrounded by gay lads so like you know whatever but like even the nice even the fellas that we got chatting to like except for the Except for the guy I was chatting to for ages and then his boyfriend came over and handed him a bag of cocaine in front of me. That was weird. But apart from that, <laughs> um, and then you proceeded to tell me how expensive cocaine was. And I was like, dude, I don't do it. So I like, there's literally no point in telling me this. But anyway, I was like, oh, I'm back. I'm back in the uh, reality of Dublin. Uh but yeah, like I thought even chatting to those lads and stuff and they clearly had no interest in me because they're all gay. But I loved that. I love coming away from a night out and having some stories and stuff. And I was even telling the taxi driver, he was like, I would say, he was like, shut the <laughs> fuck up. Like 17 <laughs> dronies deep and he's like, I don't care. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, like I, I want those kind of random chats. Plus I have so many friends that I haven't seen in so long. that I'm trying to find time to see them. And yeah. like, if a lad comes along that I meet in the crosshairs of that, you know, they're friends of a friend. Great. But I think that like, like one of my friends texted me last night and said, can you, one, one text me Saturday night, one text me Sunday night going, can you fit me in? I still have to go see my friend had a, new, um, bought, built a new house. I haven't been to see it because she was down in the country. So all these things, our friend down in Cork had a baby. We want to go see them. I like, yeah. do having to go on the apps is a commitment. You really have to put your head in the game. And for me, I don't have yeah. the time to do that because I do think you need to commit to it. Like when you're, if you're on the apps, it's not a like, if you're only swiping like for an, an evening on the bus or, you know, when in bed yeah. before you go to sleep, you're not really invested. It's more like ego boost crack, whereas you need to kind of be like every yeah. night for an hour invested.
1: See, my, my whole thing is... uh that, that I found, like, po- you, know, you know, pre-COVID or anything like that, I never met anyone on a night out. As in, like, I met guys on a night out and you shift or whatever, and you'd never, ever hear from them again. I'm mm. really actually interested, if anybody here is listening and they met their partner, like, out on a night out and they're now in a relationship, I would be, like, so interested to hear those stories because they seem really far and in between. I actually used to work with a woman who met her husband in coppers. And I was like, oh, my God, you actually locked down an actual man in coppers, (laughs) like, for life. You know what I mean? And that was, to be fair, like, that's probably, like, mm, 10 or 15 years ago that, that, that that happened. So I don't know. I just find, like, when you meet guys on nights out, like, similar to guys on Tinder, like, they don't seem that interested in wanting, like, anything more than that. And that's grand, by the way, if that's, like you know, as I said, Nicola, you just want to get that shift. That December hump and all that, but I don't know how easy it is. If you wanted to meet someone, meet someone like as in someone to date. I don't know how easy that is to do in, in, in real life at the moment, because yeah, like it's hard unless you're, you go into town and you're able to stand outside somewhere and the weather's good and you can maybe mingle with people that way. Mm. Um, don't have that option if the weather's shit and it's pissing rain and we're all under, you know what I mean? It's going to be like still hard until like we get a little bit more opening up and like indoor pubs can be open and, you know, we can do that kind of stuff. It's still going to be hard to like, I think, meet people in life, um, you know, that aren't,
0: yeah but like I've never there's never been anyone I've matched with and talked to on a dating app that had the same like buzz that when I meet a guy out on a random night out and you like fancy him straight away like I've never had that. There's nobody I've met and swiped for and I've went like I'm just thinking of that guy that I we met in Galway last year the righty fella in the white shirt and I was like Jesus Christ he still kills me that I didn't ask for his name but anyway um, <laughs> I'm like I think him like instantly I was so like tongue tied because I didn't know what to talk to him because he was so righty and I i'm like yeah. that that to me was like an instant he's really good looking we were all like looking over at them and there was kind of like oh which one do you think is good looking blah 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 and, we, and then we got chatting to them we're like oh my god this is a bit of crack and they're really sound. like i don't get that from swiping yeah. i don't like i'm kind of like oh he's good looking oh his bio's funny or whatever and then yeah. it takes ages to kind of realize if you actually fancy them or not like there's people that you <laughs> there's obviously pity swipes we all have done them also yeah. if you swipes like, honestly, we should have done a podcast on beer goggle swipes The lads that you swipe. Oh, my God. When you have yeah. a few drinks, and, yeah, and then the next day you match them, and you're like, sorry, what? <laughs> what was I swiping uh, yeah,
1: yeah, no. <laughs> Um, And I would be the total opposite to you, Nicola. I uh, prefer the kind of buzz when you get a good chat going with somebody that I swiped on or, you know, that I've matched with on Bumble or something. Like, if the conversation ends up, like, flowing and it's good and, like, you know, you're kind of slagging each other and there's a bit of sarcasm. Like, I absolutely adore that. And that, to me, gives me the buzz or the excitement of then meeting someone in real life. And obviously then it's whether that truth, that does translate into real life or not. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Um, But, you know, we're very different when we're out because like you would talk to a fucking brick wall, whereas (laughs) I would be on my head spinning, dancing on it. So, you know, two very different techniques um you know what I mean yeah but I, I'm not a great approacher of men. you know
0: I also think that I was saying this to our friend the on Saturday night I was like look at us our first night back into um like you know beer gardens or like drinking on the street and where do we go we go to a gay bar I was like what are we doing towards ourselves? we can't I said to her I was like why are we complaining that we're not meeting anyone because literally we've come to a gay bar where no man here is going to be interested in us <laughs> oh my god
1: It's so funny. I'm just uh, looking here about people like, you know, what they're worried about or uh, going out. Someone's like kissing. Do I still know how? Question mark. How do you feel, Nicola? Do you think you're going to be able to remember how to shift? Is it just going to be a tongue in situation for you when you
0: get there? I think I've been like I think I'm like twelve again, and I you know when you have to go for your first shift, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be making up lies to all my friends. Oh yeah, I shifted this guy. He was over from Spain on his holidays. Uh, I met him at the gale Top. So that'll be me <laughs> making up pretend that I've shifted people because I'd be like I won't have a crew. I don't I don't know how. Well, like obviously it did take you and Tom a while to you know lob the gob, but like honestly I think that yeah. I like, either I'm gonna to have to get super drunk and just hope the guy will shift me as opposed to me shifting him because I don't know what I'm doing. Or like, I think I'll be super awkward. Like, I'll lean in and headbutt them, or you know, I'll fall over <laughs> in the streets while trying to reach them. And then, is there? like I don't know. Is there new? Th- is there new ways to shift? Who knows? I haven't a <laughs> Is
1: there a COVID-safe way of shifting? Yeah, no, totally. Like, I mean, I like me and Tom were sober when we had our first kiss. And it was like, that's why it took so long because it was just so awkward in COVID. Like, you're just like, you know, it's not the same as like going out for a few drinks with somebody and just getting more relaxed because you're just not as relaxed when you're sober. You do eventually after a couple of dates, obviously you get relaxed because, you know, you've you've met them a couple of times sober, but like, it's really, really hard to just like stop thinking about everything and just be like, enjoy the moment and kiss them. Um, And then you're paranoid about people looking at you. When I'm Langard and I'm kissing someone, I don't give a shit who's looking at me. I'm rolling around all over the place. Oh, I um, remember. <laughs> but like, yeah, but like when you're sober, it's totally different uh, kettle of fish. And it, it is, it is strange and totally different. But um, I reckon, that uh, you, let me not bother on you. When you see someone you fancy or when you're drunk enough and you're like, even if it's the beer goggles, I think you're going to just, you're just going to slip straight back into it in fact some people were like you know I've forgotten how to flirt I don't know how to flirt again I'm nervous about flirting I actually think Nicola could give a crash course (laughs) on flirting she is without a doubt one of the best flirters I have ever seen in my life
0: adds that to my CV (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah exactly I don't know why
0: it isn't down already (laughs) Yeah, why do you think? How do you think I got my job? Wink. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. People tell me all the time. They're like, "Oh my god, you, who, why were you flirting with him?" i be like, "Who?" They would be like, "The guy you serving your sandwich." I be like, "Was I?" <laughs> like, "I," and it's not just lads. I flirt with girls. I flirt with dogs. I'm always flirting with dogs. Um, like <laughs> I'm a do- like I'm a dog slut. But yeah, I. Well, I think like I normally am, but who knows I I could be I could be gone the opposite way now when this is as I start to go back I need a test run like you know as I said going to the gay bar was probably not my greatest decision to do but we are going to toners in a couple of weeks so maybe I'll meet someone there that I can flirt with you know I was listening to John McNally and Vogue's podcast um yesterday or the day before and Joanne was talking in one of the episodes that she got the ride off this fella and I was like hold on for it he was 24 I was like Queen she's living my life that was my life (laughs) (laughs) pre-pandemic shifting 24 year olds so I I wonder will that come back or will I have aged a bit because of the uh, time we have 25 maybe (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) Joanne McNally's the same age as us she must be no she's older I think she's like 38 or something
1: oh fair folks I suppose look get your kicks wherever you can um but I, I think, like, because you kind of have to do it for your job, mm-hmm. it's kind of, like, almost part of your thing, I feel like you won't have lost it because you still had to keep it up a bit with your work. So I, I don't know. I, I think you'll be fine. I'll be watching with a keen eye when okay. we go out those men around. I'll be, like, talking into my uh voice recorder i'll be like and nicola is now approaching the man and <laughs> it's
0: like a david like... attenborough show exactly as the nicola approaches the male of the tall and pin variety <laughs> <laughs> and the under 25 <laughs> guys... yes i'm in the under 25s category okay that's what i'm going for it's it's like being on the x factor under 25s
1: yeah exactly <laughs> exactly hey look we'll be vaccinated all these young kids are going to want you know to be around with the
0: vaccinated peeps you know that way yeah they'll be like listen give some of that and i'll be like i could probably hook you up okay but you <laughs> have to you have to go and give us a shift first and then i'll hook you up with the vaccine maybe the vaccine can be passed through shifting come to me young fella <laughs> uh, i just looked at the list there of all the different people that were, were sending in what they're like um their thing was the weight COVID weight gain has come up I've just read here a few times and honestly as I said before like lads have put on way too and I like I think it's more if you feel shit in yourself and that's what we've always talked about in this podcast is if you feel shit in yourself don't go on the apps because you will just spiral like it, they're so bad for you and I always know when I'm in a bad headspace I don't go on even go on Instagram so I would always um suggest that uh men only looking for the ride but not being upfront and honest about that girl they've been there forever but I always hated lads who messed you going so what are you looking for on this and I'm like oh, I'm fucking looking for a man to give me a child but I'm not going to say that to you am I <laughs> like come on man you know, Maybe actually, should... we
1: did get a message. we did get a message in from a guy who was saying that He's basically separated from his partner and he was looking to date again and he said girls often ask him and he doesn't really know what to say because basically that, you know, he, he essentially says, well, I won't know until I meet, you know, if I meet the right person to see like how far I could go. And I was saying to him, I'd say I would think girls are misconstruing what he's saying there. Like yeah. if if you if someone's like what are you looking for and you go oh well I'll only know if I meet yet that kind of sounds like you're only out for one thing I think if you were kind of more like oh I'm looking to date and see what happens maybe that's a little bit more open ended than putting a mm-hmm. putting a label like, on what you're looking for maybe
0: um looking to meet someone cool like that kind of just doesn't say relationship wise what you're looking for but I think. And this goes to lads and ladies. If you're only looking for the ride, have it in your bio. It saves so much time. Like put in your bio, not looking to date, um, not looking to date seriously or only looking for hookups. Like, I know you're like, why should I put that in my bio? But fuck, like, I don't want to be invested like a, three days of texting you for you to try and be like, listen, do you want to come over Friday night, 2 a.m.? And I'm like, no, no, I don't.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, Somebody was saying like, what to talk about when you first meet up for a first date. Honestly, I like. I don't think you. I don't think you need to have any topics or anything in mind. I think generally, if you meet oh someone, god. you get yeah, on. You conversations,
0: yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Do you think? Yeah, going into any scenario like that, you should have some topics because what if the person is as dry as bone well and you're just like, oh my god, and then you panic on the spot because you can't think of anything and you're like, so masks.
1: <laughs> well, I suppose I was more thinking if you get on, you know, well, like you're you're not going to need. Um, a little list of topics. I would say, like, if you're going to meet anyone now, maybe try, if you can, talk about anything but fucking COVID. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you can avoid yeah. the topic, I think it'll be worth avoiding. I think at this stage, we're all fucking sick of hearing about it, talking about it, everything else. Yeah. Um, So my tip would be like, if you're going on a date, avoid that. It's such a fucking negative Kind of space sometimes, and yeah, if uh, of all the topics in all the world, pick anything else but covers,
0: yeah, like talk about the Good Friday Agreement or something,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: That's <laughs> a perfect
1: talk about the uh, the backstop, um, you know, talk about uh, all of that stuff. I mean, that's all the sexy you'll st- know that if all <laughs> the sexy stuff, exactly. <laughs>
0: I love. I'd love a man now to meet me and just be like, so come here. Good Friday agreement. How are you feeling about Boris's comments? And I'd be like, dude, you know me. You know me so well <laughs> right now. You're vibing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if any guys are listening and they like Nicola, that's your that's your key into her.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love I love a good Nordy chat. Um, and what like no, I do think I always think that you should go into these things with like a couple of ideas in your head of what you talk about like also what i find tremendously boring and like honestly <sighs> talking about what you're watching on netflix couldn't give a shit couldn't give a shit because you know why do you know what i'm watching desperate housewives season eight okay so that went out about 15 years ago so i'm in no use to you when it comes to netflix if you're saying have you seen that new thing on netflix 100 percent, my answer is no <laughs> you haven't seen any of the new stuff nothing
1: um, I mean, it depends. Like, if you know this person is a, like, film or TV buff, like, if it was me, I would love somebody giving me L recommendations and talking about stuff because I love television. But I suppose, like, it might be more of a thing of, like, you know, paying attention when you're, you know, texting each other about what mm-hmm. that person is interested in um, to be able to bring up topics that you know will, well, not just interest them, but interest yourself as well, you know? You know what I mean? Trying to find some middle ground where, like, like some some people would be mad to talk about the euros and football, et cetera. Um, and some people just would not want to hear one fucking syllable about it. So I suppose it's all about like maybe getting a bit of a feel for who the person is before you meet them. Um, and, you know, Nicola said, you can always keep someone in the back burner. I think if you get on in person, the conversation will just naturally flow. If they are a boring bastard. Yeah. Just a couple of topics to keep you going. And, and then you get the emergency phone call and you have to leave.
0: Oh, yeah, I love the old emergency vocal. call. Oh, no, my mother has fallen out of the bath. I have to leave. (laughs) Oh, my roommate is locked out of the house. I have to go home. (laughs) I could like to point out to every man in Ireland and every gal, the roommate is never locked out. I have used it four times, I'd say, in my life. That person is not locked out. You are being ditched, just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case you
1: weren't already aware uh, well, you don't hear from that person ever again yeah if their if their roommate is locked out it's a lie mm-hmm. although I always think of that episode you know of sex in the city where burger tells Miranda he's just not that into you and she goes on the date with the guy and they go to the Indian restaurant and he's like oh I, I can't come back blah, blah, blah. and she's like eh, you know it's okay you can tell me you're just not into me and he's like no no honestly I, I am I just can't tonight And she's like well, you don't need to lie just tell me the truth and he's like I've got explosive diarrhea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Always, I would look. If you never want to see the person again, this—that's one way to make sure that you never do. I've got explosive diarrhea. Boom, conversation is over. Good luck to you. Here's the (laughs) thing. See ya. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to think what are good topics (laughs) that you are kind of neutrally good and stuff like that. Like I would have always just kind of gone in with like three things that I'm kind of talking about and stuff and one of them would always be travel but like you can't really do that now at the moment so
1: yeah I love also like talking about gigs or concerts like last gig you went to your favorite concert you went to you know like your favorite band that kind of stuff I kind of like hearing what kind of music people are into even if it's different from my own I'm always kind of
0: interested to hear what kind of
1: people's favorite gigs and stuff are
0: yeah, Roshans is like um, the entire backtrack of uh, Drupal, RuPaul's Drag Race. And they're, <laughs> Tom's like, I'm into Metallica yeah. and Iron Maiden.
1: <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah, it's kind of similar. Beyonce, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I love like hear, hearing things like that and other people's taste in musics or, you know, favourite film. or But like, that's because I'm, that's what I'm kind of into. Um what other kind of things are like good topic? I mean, like, obviously there's the boring stuff, like what do you do, blah, blah, blah. Ugh. How many siblings Yeah, you know, that's, they're kind of all the boring basic questions. What's a really good date question? Um, Name three, I'm thinking of interviewing here. Give me three weaknesses that you have. <laughs> what would your ex say about you? <laughs> oh God. Whatever whatever about anything, lads, do not bring up an ex on a first date. Do not. And if the other person brings it up, swing the conversation away from that as as, as quick as possible. I'll never forget I did the dating seminar um, uh, at the start of this year. And that was one thing Maraid said. Do not bring up your ex. And if the person brings up their ex, be like, it's probably a bit early for us to be talking about that and move the conversation along. Uh, there's nothing worse or nothing that could be a bigger mood killer than that
0: oh yeah completely Um, I just did uh, one thing that you could bring up is like you know if you, if you met on an app you could be like so come here like tell me about the freaks you met on Tinder because everybody's met freaks so like you can get some good stories and kind of banter because you could be just like oh my God, this guy, you can tell a story, he can tell a story. And it kind of can be like a bit of crack like that way and kind of outdoing each other yes. with the freaks that you've met along the way. And that could give you as good, funny, like stories and le- might lead into something else you know, that that along yeah. those along those lines. If, if that's if you met on an app or whatever, or you could be like, how much do you hate the apps? like, And then go from there.
1: Yeah, definitely agree with that when me and Tom had it our first Zoom I was telling about and as you know as everyone listener knows I have some fantastic fodder for the, for the last <laughs> year of awful dates that I had so yeah no it's definitely a good one it's it's always good crack and like you said everybody has met some type of lunatic or asshole or whatever at some stage so they're always good crack and they always you know you always end up having a laugh um, talking about that kind of stuff so yeah that is a good one as well Nicola well played
0: yeah yeah and I do think if you are going on a date and you are a bit nervous, if you have roommates or like a pal, it might be worth just going for like one drink before you meet the per- other person. Because I find you get so much more relaxed if you are kind of distracted just before you go on the date. So like if you're meeting Jim at five, meet your friend at four and like in a bar nearby, have a drink and then be like, right, I'll head down now because... You won't have as much time to get nervous because you like you'll have someone there that's in your corner and like can completely distract you for an hour or whatever and I think that's always a good shout um and also yeah. um because uh this is, this is I was just talking we were talking about this the other day if you are meeting somebody um we always say this this isn't just covid I would always say like let somebody know where you're going and who with yes like yeah. this is I'm not saying that everyone's going to try to be a serial killer or a murderer or a, you know, absolute creep of the week, but could happen. So just letting your roommate or sister or somebody know, I'm going to, you know, P-Max with Jimmy Bob. Yes. Yeah. This, this is his WhatsApp number or this is his profile on Instagram. Just so, you know. Yeah. Covers all bases.
1: Yeah. Share your ad location or whatever. Yeah. Just Share thing. your location. Yeah. Look, listen, I, I- yeah I know it sounds uh, I'm sure to some people listening maybe that sounds crazy but unfortunately we are too aware as women of horrible stories um and it's always just worth protecting yourself and even if you don't want to tell a whole load of people that you're going on a first date or whatever you just have to tell one person yeah one person could be a roommate or a sibling or whatever it is just one person just so you know they're keeping an ear out for you or um they'll text you and be like you okay etc so yeah please always keep somebody informed of what you're doing um just uh so you're you're being careful we don't want to be negative
0: but you know watch your back gals you know what I mean watch, watch yourselves yeah <laughs> um I saw somebody else here um on a lighter note messaged saying dressing for dates again so out of practice also hate meeting people initially with mask on honestly I have no idea what anybody wears for dates because I dressed to go meet you the other day Roisin and I swear I was like I don't know what to fucking wear and that was me. You like you could. I could. You're not going to give a crap what I wear. No, absolutely not.
1: It's really difficult, particularly you're in COVID. Um, like because a lot of the dates were like walking dates, etc. It was so difficult to know what to put on you. And then you'd you know put on your not you know your nice runners, not your walking runners. You know yeah. your nice runners. And then you'd have walk ten kilometers, and you're like this. These were the wrong shoes. What was I thinking? Um. And at the moment, and I think as well, probably because again because of weight gain etc like things don't fit um the way they used to I would say like lads don't be hard on yourselves invest in a few nice pieces that are in a bigger size so you can wear something that's flattering and fits you that isn't like digging into you or making you feel uncomfortable there's nothing worse than you know, being out on a date and spending your whole time being like having to pull up your leggings or like you can't breathe in the jeans. I mean, it's it's horrible because you can't actually focus because you're so concerned about, you know what I mean, how you look or you feel like squished into something. So I would say, look, if you, um, don't like some people are like, oh, no, I'm not going to buy anything bigger because, you know, I'm going to work out whatever. And it's like, that's cool. That'll happen eventually. But, you know, what, you can't wear your pajamas, um, you know, or, or leggings all day every day. You know, just invest in a couple of nice things. It'll make you feel way better. And um, the wearing the mask thing. See, now I haven't had to I, I didn't really have to experience that because all my dates were outdoors or Zoom. So I didn't really have to go up to somebody, you know, with a mask on in a restaurant and like take that off. Um, So I suppose, yeah, that is kind of weird. But look, like that's just kind of the new world. Like, I'm, you know, everybody, you know, I'd be more concerned if you walked up and the person you were meeting wasn't wearing a mask and they were some weird, uh, you know, anti-vaxxer COVID denier lunatic or something like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. And also, when you meet someone for the first time, you know, your face probably gives away your reaction when you see them, not when you're wearing a mask. So if he is a bit of a catfish, he won't know that you have noticed because you will have your mask on. And it gives you that five seconds to go, oh, shit, he's got four noses. But... (laughs) he won't know I noticed <laughs> so I think I'd be very much so I prefer, I'd actually feel really comfortable if I went and the guy was wearing a mask and then like took it off obviously when I met him but at least I'd be like that's really nice because a he's not an anti-vaxxer and b he like respects me in the sense that he knows that it's we're meeting for the first time and all that kind of stuff so yeah I, I wouldn't be too fussed on the mask saying everybody wears them now so like honestly I actually would find it weird when we're not wearing them anymore
1: yeah, I mean I, I think it'll be it'll be strange when we're not. Um yeah, like you said, I, I think it's okay. It gives you a moment you can mouth or scream silently behind <laughs> it. if the person ends up being a massive catfish and they'll never know. Or he um, could be a massive ride and could just lick
0: your lips and he won't know.
1: Yeah, exactly or maybe you want him to see that. I don't know. I don't know what the kids are doing these days, but I don't look. know. I don't know. <laughs> um but
0: yeah, look, hopefully um, Share your stories. Let us know if you've if you've gotten a, a date coming up, um, or if you have been on a post-lockdown date. We want to hear. We want to share some. Um, tell us everything. We're so invested in all of your lives. So come to us and send us. And as always, yes. we always, we always leave them anonymous. So we're not coming on and going. And Sarah McCarthy, fourteen ballandery <laughs> Drive, said this about her date. Mickey McCarthy from blah blah blah. You know. So don't worry. We're not naming and shaming you
1: no absolutely not i will say uh one topic request that has come in a lot uh from people on instagram etc is they want to hear us talking to people who are dating who have children so if you are single and you have kids and you're out in the dating world we'd love to hear your story if there's somebody that you follow on instagram or twitter or tiktok or something who maybe is a single mom or single dad and you think they'd be great or they you know, if you'd like to come on and speak or send us a recording, I do think that's a topic uh, a lot of people would love us to chat about. Mm. Um, it does seem that something that comes up quite a lot. And we've talked just kind of briefly about how we've changed our minds about whether we would date somebody with kids or not. So um if there is somebody or if you yourself like to come on chat or if there's any other story that you have you know maybe you have a great story about meeting the love of your life or a hilarious dating story um i know some people would love us to do a dating disasters one, uh, podcast again because that last one was pretty popular um but look anything at all send us an insta dm you can email us at daters date irl at gmail.com or on we're on twitter as well um so yeah Hit us up um, on all different places,
0: and especially with your voice notes. I love them. I love getting them in. I love hearing them because I get to hear your voices, and it kind of means like we know each other a little bit more. So do send yeah. if you if you want to tell us how you met your fellow coppers or McGowan's or whatever like that. Do send it in. <laughs> and as always, um, if you can and you're on iTunes, do give us a little like um, review there because it's it's really cool when we get them and. Um, share us with your single or dating pals you know whatever we're the only as far as i know the only irish dating podcast out there so we'll always try our best to help you yeah. out in any scenario but um i suppose that's a, it for us yes yeah. well, yeah,
1: so that's all for now. i will just say one last thing there were so many comments about when we were talking about the white thing and there were so many thing comments that came in from from women in particular it made me really sad to see so many girls being so hard on themselves. So I just want to say everybody, listen, absolutely fucking gorgeous. you are all a bunch of rides. Yeah, we love so you. We love you.
0: And... We know what it's like. We both have been there and we've said it throughout this podcast. There's been times when Roisin felt like horrific about herself, times when I felt horrific about myself. The next podcast, we both could be feeling horrific about ourselves, you know, and if that is you and you do want to bash it out with somebody and just message us. Like we have both been there. We both have access to the Insta. You know, if there's ever a problem that you think that maybe me and Ro have discussed and, we can help you in any way. Come to us, like, just send us a message. And if it's one of us in particular, just write it and we'll always send it to the other one if we read it by an accident. So even if it's not on air stuff, we can always still help you as much as we can. That is what we're here for. And we want to help you out as much as we can. So I'm hoping you're all going to find someone nice to go on a date with. Um, maybe I'll get the shift before December 2021. Who knows? If you are a massive rock, and you're single, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Slide into those CMs ASAP. All right. Until next time, we'll talk to you then. Bye. Um, Bye, 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 bye.